Hi, everyone. It's Karen Chong, and I'm here with my co-host, Dennis Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. Many of us believe that the way to get what we want and to guarantee a good outcome or success is if we control things. Control, however, doesn't seem to work all the time, and we can often feel disappointed, frustrated, and disempowered when things don't go our way. What if there is a better way to get better results in a way that feels easier? Today, we're going to discuss control from spirit perspective and how to master it. After the discussion, we're going to wrap it up with a group frequency calibration to help to begin to clear the distortion patterns around this topic. So let's get started. Dennis? You know, Karen, I think um, control is one of those things that we would all like to think, you know, I don't have a control issue. But <laughs> guess what? Guess what? I know people that do. <laughs> yeah. And then I have to stop and look in the mirror and think about it. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'm one of those. Uh -huh. And so what I've noticed as I became aware is that when my fear yeah. of a situation, event, people, whatever it might be, when that fear starts to rise, that control issue starts to take over. Totally. Because I don't, you know, I don't want something to go wrong. Mm -hmm. So if I've recognized that, that I do have that control issue mm -hmm. thing, mm -hmm. what what can I do about it? Yeah. Well, first, I think it's remarkable that you have awareness that control is there as an issue. So I think that's the first step, actually recognizing the, the connection between fear and control. Also, it has to do with um, fatiguing. So if we're really, really tired and we have fear, that's mm. when control really kind of goes crazy, I've noticed. Okay, so because you've added more, if you add exhaustion to it, okay, because our, our ability to deal with uncertainty when we're exhausted and in fear sort of just tanks. Yeah. So to answer your question, and I'm getting to it, first is the awareness that when you're afraid, you do try to control, which is a very human response, of course, yeah. right? Because we're in a period of uncertainty, we feel unstable, and we're always taught that, you know, in order to, to have an outcome that we are governors of, we need to control. That's how we get things done. That's how we move through a hard patch. That's how we get through. We hammer through it with our will. So wonderful that you've noticed. That's the first huge key. The second thing is frequency work, right? So that's the thing is to recognize that actually and that's a hard thing to process when you're in this period of instability. So what I'm going to say next is that control is illusory. So even if you feel like you have everything locked down, all the variables controlled, thought of, managed in your mind, you've planned for all those things, there's always something else that can happen that you're not planning that shows you that your control or your idea of it isn't actually real. It's just in your head and it makes us feel safe but it's not really true, okay? So when we finally surrender to that, so that's when fear and so on kick in, right? Because we're, we, when we see the fear come up, because now we have distance, right? So if we actually surrender to the idea that, wait, control is illusory on some level, 
you realize, okay, yeah, that's not actually true, that I actually have control at any moment in time. It's all subject to change, it's changing all the time. Yeah. I can only control to a certain degree, and even then, who really knows? Once you surrender to that, then you can have more awareness around watching your own fear, watching the control comes up, because it gives you space, it gives you distance to be able to see those things. Then what I would say is, to get through that next hurdle is frequency work. Because it's hard to mentally decide that you're just gonna release control, especially if you're a control freak. It's really hard to let go of fear. Like, how do you do that? It's not just a mindset thing. You can try and trick your mind to some degree, but it's not really going to shift, right? A lot of people try to control more in order to feel safer. But as you control more, a lot of people start to feel more out of control. And so therefore, they need to control even more. It's like this horrible escalating cycle of needing to feel safer and yet always feeling more and more unsafe. Frequency work allows you to remove the distortion patterns that cause the fear, the underlying thing yeah. that creates the need to control. Yeah. And as a natural consequence, by releasing those distortion patterns, you can then surrender to the idea even more that, oh yes, control is illusory, it's just in my mind. Okay, which is not comforting when you begin. I mean, I realize this, okay, it's scary. And what I was telling you is honestly, when you do, and this is from somebody who used to be a control freak, I would always say like, I can just do it better myself. So I'll just do everything, right? I'm I've just really, it. yeah, I got it. I got it, I got it handled. Yeah. Or I'm just really picky. I just like the things the way I like them. <laughs> so however I would justify that. Okay, so I would never, you know, it's hard also then to receive help or get collaboration or anything because you're the one who's managing everything all the time, which is pretty darn exhausting. But when you do frequency work as a natural consequence of releasing these distortion patterns, you are able to surrender more because you feel that something else has it and that something else is higher self and pure source. You actually start to feel that. There start to be examples where that happens for you, where you're like, wow, I have no idea how that happened, but I was totally taken care of in that way. You know, so um, I, I'm trying to think of an example, but go ahead, you well, had a question. Well, what, what I was thinking about is that, you know, the other thing I've noticed when that uh, scenario comes up, mm -hmm. exactly what you were talking about, is the fear starts to mount. So. Mm -hmm. I've got to step in. I've got to take control. Mm -hmm. I've got to make something happen. Mm -hmm. I've got to, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, as I have become more aware, I've noticed all of a sudden the joy and the happiness mm -hmm. and the excitement mm -hmm. all kind of wash away. Yeah. As soon as you start to try to take control mm -hmm. and think, I've got it. <laughs> you, you lose, you know. Yeah, I would. I would agree with that because it starts to um, take away the magic. Yeah. Right. The spontaneity, the, the being in the moment, yep. the enjoyment of the moment, because everything has to be so regimented. And it's interesting because control and expectation dovetail. Right? So when you have somebody who's very controlling, they also have a lot of expectations around the way things should be. And when things aren't the way they should be, they kind of start to freak out a little bit and it makes them very unhappy. And so they kind of are in this constant state of everything is not quite good enough, including themselves. So it's kind of, it turns into this a, a pattern where everything is disappointing them, including, like I said, themselves, and it can start to turn into a pattern of self-abuse. So all those things kind of create this vortex of having a sort of grumpier, like a sort of, you know, just a less joyful experience, yeah. let's say. Yeah, it, it's harder to have that. And I think, I think the group of people that help us with that tremendously are children and grandchildren. Yeah. 
And if you think that you can totally control them, <laughs> you know, God bless you. Because yeah. they're just not gonna they're not they're not they're not gonna allow it. Yeah. And so they teach you how to just relax. Yeah. Just go with it. Yeah. And be light and yeah. you know, have a smile and be friendly and just yeah. enjoy. Yeah, and just go with them. Enjoy the moment. Yeah, and it's really funny, you know, because when I was at the height of my control freakdom, let's just call it that. <laughs> Which is pretty intense. I feel like Chris should step in. Here. He probably Karen, Karen's should. husband, Chris, should be sitting here right now. Oh my God, he would tell you horror stories, yeah. I'm sure. But in any case, um, when I was at that sort of peak, I actually really didn't like being with kids because I didn't know how to be with them. I was just like really nervous. Do we have to have activities? Do I have to have things planned? I'm not sure how to interact with them. They're doing all this weird stuff. Like I can't control them. Oh my God, they're touching things that they shouldn't be touching. You know, all that sort of stuff, which is kind of hilarious, right? Because children are just going to be all over the place and that's just their nature. So, but what's been interesting for me is to notice that um, just in myself, that I have a lot more fun with kids now because it's just playing. <laughs> but it's interesting because I just noticed that at that level of control that I was at, I couldn't be comfortable with them. I couldn't relax enough and be in the present, in my in pre the presence enough, in the present moment enough yeah. to really just enjoy and be with them, even when they're being like total maniacs, right? Yeah. But that's kind of hilariously fun too if you can allow yourself to surrender in that sort of realm. You know, and just kind of go with the like the crazy, you know. Yeah. That, so that inner child starts to come out. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, they're having fun. Why, Why not? Yeah. Know, go for it. Exactly. So, so I think I think the bottom line. Let me see if I got this. So you know, I talked about when fear starts to come over me, mm -hmm. anxiety or whatever that might be, mm -hmm. is then I want to kind of control the environment. I want to control the space, the people, the things, the activities, the time. So, so that I can feel safe and mm -hmm. secure, that nothing bad is going to happen to me. Yeah. I'm not going to get embarrassed. I'm not going to look stupid. Mm -hmm. You know, so I want to control it so that doesn't happen. But what you're saying is that what's underneath that? Yeah. And that's where the frequency work yes. can help release that core issue. Yes. That, that insecurity yeah. that I may have. Exactly. So those distortion patterns are creating that fear are creating that control. And a lot of people, it's interesting, who have control issues would say they have no fear because they've locked it down so hard they don't even realize that there is fear running underneath. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, like, they really don't know. Yeah. So there's no awareness of it because they've got everything handled and they have it handled so hard that if anything goes wrong in their world, things can unravel very quickly because it's like a house of cards that breaks. The thing is, the mind can only handle so much, right? It's almost like when you have this idea of control, that your mind can actually control everything and outwit the precise timing of the consciousness that knows what's happening at all points in time, everywhere. It's kind of funny, you know what I mean? But it really is kind of, it's a little bit arrogant to think that our minds are, are stronger than that. Okay, and but it's also control, and I don't mean to make light of it, but it's true. You know, like we kind of we, we don't think of it that way, but it is, and really, it's the mind trying to exert itself as primary, right? As the thing that's got it, right? The thing that is the you the thing you have to pay attention to, and it's governing everything, right? So if you pay attention to it, it's got it handled. But the thing is, there is something greater than the mind, mm -hmm. and it's the mind will reinforce that separation from pure source, from the divine, right? It wants to do that in a way because then it, it can assert its 
primacy. Does that make sense? It is the dominant thing. It's the one that's got it. It's in control. It's moving us towards a certain outcome, right? There's no surrender there. It's all driven purely from the mind. But the thing is, the mind is slippery. It doesn't really, you know what I mean? It's all an illusion. It's just, it seems really, really, really real, but it's not necessarily true what's happening in the mind, right? All these thoughts that we have, that we think are real. And I think what happens is as you start to do some of this frequency work Mm -hmm. and start to release some of these distortions, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you become even more aware of, oh, I guess I did have a control issue. Yeah. But also the good news is there's something that I can do to make an impact on my relationship with myself Mm -hmm. and the people around me. Yeah. And in time and in and every situation. And the wonderful thing is that for people who have a tremendous amount of control issues, I actually feel like the group work, the group frequency calibrations or deep dives oh. are really beneficial because if you have a, if you have a really strong mind. So here's the thing. When you're really, really smart, it's awesome, right? Because you can use it as a tool. If you have a really strong will, you can force your way through and like conquer and transcend a lot. Right? When, especially when you have these two things together. However, it can only take you so far, right? Because at some point you start to either burn out or become disenchanted or unfulfilled or unhappy. It could only take you so far. Then what happens? So then there's an opening usually into the world of spirit where surrender has to happen. For those of us who have relied on the strong mind and the strong will, mm-hmm. And it often will show up, as you say, in fear of making a mistake, of looking stupid, of, you know, all that sort of stuff, of judgment from others. That's often how it can show up, right? So we control everything so that never, never, never happens. It can, the momentum of the group frequency calibrations can push you, or not push, it's not the correct word, buoy you, buoy you beyond the point that you can go on your own because the mind is so strong. Does that make sense? But when you have the momentum of the group working together with this common intention to clear distortion patterns around control, what can happen is the momentum of the group can help to Mm. break a lot of the distortion patterns that are more difficult to do on your own because your mind has so much primacy. Does that make sense? So much dominance is what I mean. So as as you continue to do this work and you continue to join in with kind of the mastermind yeah and it it allows you to give yourself permission to just surrender yes exactly and the more that you can surrender that powerful mind yeah and then the distortions start Start to unravel start to unravel yeah and then all of a sudden your essence starts to change yes your behavior your personality your persona yeah is different yeah, and I would say that your level of enjoyment and what you can be with changes dramatically. Yeah. The thoughts that you have, the emotional response you have, what triggers you, all that stuff changes. And that group momentum from the mastermind, because this is, no, this is not a thinking thing. The mastermind isn't thinking. The mastermind is coming together as a group of the highest selves of everybody in that group to become more aware of our connection to pure source. This is the highest intention possible. Therefore, because it has such a high level frequency, there's a tremendous amount of momentum that happens, which is fantastic, especially for those of you Mm. with strong minds and strong wills, 
right? It takes a lot to overcome that lockdown. And I say that as somebody who had to work very hard to release the lockdown. <laughs> so I know, you know, whenever you talk about group work, you uh -huh. get very excited. Yeah. And so this would be one of the reasons is you can see the amplifier effect totally. of a group elevating yeah. itself mm -hmm. and then the benefits to everyone involved yeah. where individually quite a rough road yeah, to get it there. Can, I mean, you'll get there, yeah, especially yeah, if you're yeah. doing individual se sessions. I mean, that's tweaking yeah. and refinement and that type of thing. But if you can join the mastermind and you actually touch in with it pretty regularly, wow. you can use that momentum to propel you. And then also, you can use it as like a contrast, right? So you're in the state of the, you know, the group frequency calibration or the deep dive or the live event or whatever it is that you're listening to, okay? And then you have that state and you're feeling really good and kind of free and really at ease and relaxed. And then you go into your life and you can hold that state at first for a shorter period of time. You know, like five, 10 minutes and something comes up and you're like, you want to lock it down, right? Control that sucker. And then you're like, oh, wait, wait, wait. I think that, oh, I was, oh, I was controlling that. Dang it, right? Mm. But at least you noticed it. So first of all, yeah. it lasted a certain period of time and then you had the awareness to notice it. Yeah. Perfect. This is the opportunity for the confirmation of the deletion of the patterns. Yeah. Then the next time it may be, you know, 17 minutes and the next time it may be 11. So it's not to beat yourself up about like going backwards and forwards, but it's the fact that you even had that space at all when you had none of that before yeah. and that you're even noticing it. That is yeah. the beginning of liberation because you can see yourself and what you want to release, which is kind of amazing. And it's not coming from your brain, right? It's a combination of higher self, and your mind together, working to free yourself from these distortion patterns, which is pretty amazing. Wow, that's pretty profound mm. and extremely exciting. Mm. Karen, thank you very much. Thank you. Karen, could you help me? I hear so often when I look at uh, your video or your website, GFC. Exactly what is that? A GFC is a group frequency calibration, which looks a lot like a guided meditation on a particular topic. And what I'm doing is I'm helping you to remove the distortion patterns of that particular topic. And because you're coming together as a mastermind in a group to connect to pure source even more and to clear the distortion patterns of this particular topic, a tremendous amount of momentum starts to happen because of the energetic of the entire group and each individual is able to move faster and ascend higher than they could have on their own. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations and many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. So please do not drive while listening to this GFC. Welcome everyone. This is the group frequency calibration for what is control anyway? So as you can imagine, the pattern of control, the distortion pattern of control, runs very deeply in many of us because it is how many of us manage the distortion pattern of fear. Because it makes us feel safe and secure and um, less anxious when we use control. So whether we ourselves control people or things or circumstances or time, or whether we are controlled by another, this is something that's quite entrenched. So many of you will need more than this GFC to um, really address how entrenched the these patterns can be. There will be a deep dive available 
um, for you. So you can check that out if that resonates. And if not, this is a really great start, okay? But it's not going to, for most of us, clear out all uh, distortion patterns having to do with control, okay? It's too, it's too deep. Um, okay. Becoming aware, please, of your body. And as you become aware of your body, please become aware of what the backs of your arms are touching. Whatever that happens to be, just become aware of the feeling of the backs of your arms. And whether it's the fabric of clothing, of upholstery, a wall, a tree, or even the air, becoming aware of what the backs of your arms are touching. And even the air has a texture, has a temperature, a relative humidity. It sometimes even has a noticeable charge if it's about to rain or if it has just rained. So the air has a texture, even if you're not aware of it that often. Good. And now becoming aware of your breath without changing it, just awareness of your breath in this moment. And now, taking this opportunity to deepen your breath. To allow it to become slower, more full. To drop not only into your chest, but into the belly, allowing both the belly and the chest to rise and fall with the breath. Mm -hmm. And now please become aware of your surroundings. Noticing the sounds other than the sound of my voice, both on your end and on my end, which is a little bit noisier today. So just noticing the soundscape of what is around you other than what's right in your ears for those of you wearing headphones or AirPods. starting to stretch your awareness. Good. Yeah. And now, becoming aware of the light. Whether you have to open your eyes and become aware of the quality of the light, 
or whether you can feel it without opening your eyes. Neither is better, they're just different ends of the same spectrum. We'll talk about that some other time. Neither is better. Becoming aware of the quality of the light, which by the way, is changing quite rapidly as the consciousness level shifts in our realities for many of us. So to notice it is to become aware of this shift in a different way. Okay, even if you're not sure what it is that you're noticing. Good. And now please triangulate. For those of you who don't know what that is and are new, that means to identify three inanimate objects in the space around you. It doesn't matter what they are. And to become aware of the distance between the object and you. So becoming or noticing the distance between object A and you. So if you're in the US, you would imagine that that's about, I don't know, something feet, right? Four or five feet away from you. And then feel the distance between the object and you. Right? So you're going to do that for object A, B, and C. And you will notice that as you do this, that your own sense of where you are in space somehow becomes clearer or more present or somehow in some way more defined. Good. Some of you have been doing this work for a while. This won't take very long. All right. So now, bringing your attention to your solar plexus, between your belly button and the base of your sternum. Your sternum is that big, thick bone in the center of your chest, where your ribs meet in front of your body. So as you become aware of your solar plexus, taking a nice, deep breath here. And at the top of your breath, you're going to hold it for whatever length of time you would like. And after you've released all the air out of your lungs and have held out your emptied breath, please hold out that emptied breath any length of time longer than what you held your breath in for. Good. And for those of you with a faster count, keeping your attention in the solar plexus, breathing normally. For those of you who are new, please note that I'm working on you in groups and subgroups. And by the way, we are waiting for the mastermind to coalesce, to become coherent. So as we continue to do that, another note is that I will be making noises on my end. So you will likely hear me yawn or exhale sharply or sometimes even hum. That's just how I remove the distortion patterns. 
at this time. And I'm working more and more in silence as I access higher and higher frequencies. And for me to make physical noise only drops the frequency resonance, which does not benefit you. Okay, so if you don't hear me, please know that I'm still working on you. Good. So now that the mastermind has coalesced, we're going to keep our attention in the solar plexus and we're going to ask ourselves the following question. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And that question again, for those of you who are new, is how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the space at the very center of your body. And as you become aware of that space, please imagine or be aware of a brilliance at its very center. Now, for those of you who've been doing this work a little longer, you know where we're going, so go ahead and expand outwards at your pace. For those of you who are new, that brilliance is going to intensify because you have your attention on it. And as it intensifies, it expands outwards through all of your cells. through your organs, through your bone structure, out through the muscles and the flesh, radiating out through the pores of your skin into the space between your physical body and the outer perimeter of your spirit body, which is the sphere at arm's length, all around you. Becoming very aware of the intensity of the brilliance within the sphere. Good. And now, please become aware of the space all around the sphere. Mm -hmm. And as you become aware of this infinite space, I'm working on you at spirit level to increase your frequency resonance. Mm-hmm. 
could. Yeah. Bring your attention now, please, between your belly button and the heart space. Not your physical heart, but the energetic heart space in the center of your chest, in your nipple line. Mm -hmm. So as you become aware of this space, okay, the first distortion pattern that we're going to release is fear, but it's specifically the fear that it's not going to be okay. It's a generalized random fear. It's not specific to something. It's just a fear. For some of you, it's worry. Okay, so it depends on what subgroup you're in. So let's address this. And for some of you, um, it's like you are always waiting for something to go wrong. Okay, so even if things are going great, it's almost worse because you're worried that something's going to happen to mess it up, usually caused by you. Okay, so let's remove these distortion patterns here. Okay, it's very difficult to release control if you've got this running. Good. And now bringing your attention, please, to your solar plexus, just generally, okay, between your belly button and the base of your sternum. Okay. So a very large subgroup, not all of you, most of you, have this control pattern running, which is a uh, control of other on you. Okay. So be it your uh, intimate partner, your children, your uh, parents, your co-workers, your boss, whomever, strangers at the grocery store. You tend to have a pattern where people try to control you or your behavior or what you say or what you um, even think sometimes, right? For some of you, this pattern is so strong that even your biorhythms are dictated by somebody else other than your preference, okay? Meaning when you go to sleep and when you wake up and or when you would prefer to eat or how you would prefer to eat, etc. Okay. Here we go. Keeping your attention here. 
This control can also be exerted by a group. Meaning a religion or um, uh, whatever group that you would belong to. There is a small subgroup of you that is even controlled by your pet's behavior. Okay, so just releasing all this. Yeah, and now bringing your attention, please, between your pubic bone and about two inches above your belly button. So there's a lot of uh, self-judgment and self-abuse that happens. Okay, either because you're not doing well enough in your control of everything around you, or for some of you, aspects of things around you, and for others, uh, it's self-judgment because you can't meet someone else's standard of how they think you should behave. Speak, think, be. Okay. So, releasing this.
Bring your attention now, please, between the hollow of your throat, down through the center line along your sternum, all the way down to your belly button. Yeah. So interestingly, there's a very large subgroup of you that's attached to the control. You're used to it, even if you're being controlled by someone else. Uh, If you are controlling, you're very attached to it. Okay, so it doesn't really matter which way it's going, this attachment. It's very difficult to release these patterns of control. We don't release attachment to it first. So releasing this. the vertebrae in your spine, particularly in your neck. Yeah. Releasing this first layer of control patterning. Becoming aware, please, of your xiphoid process and about three inches directly beneath it towards your belly button. We're resetting, clearing out, integrating the pain body for just a couple of seconds so you don't bump into the memory your pain body holds of you before the frequency work. Good. This brings us to the end of this session. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. These GFCs help people release distortion patterns. It's my sincere hope that you benefit profoundly from this series, which is why I spend so much of my personal resources creating these as my gift to the world. If a GFC topic resonates with you, often more work that can be provided in this one GFC is needed to really clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit 
sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support.